Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to today's episode of Uncaked Heroes. Thank you for taking time out of your day to sit back, relax, and meet yet another amazing individual that's going to prove to you that it just takes ordinary people doing extraordinary things to make a difference in our world. I'm Stacey Johnston, honored to be here with you, and equally as honored to sit alongside my co-host as always, Kathy Hollins. How are you today, Kathy? I am doing wonderful. We just got done with our homeschool art project for the day, and everybody made love bugs, and they're ecstatic. So we're good. How are you? I, I am perfect. Looking forward to this as always. You know, we have so many things happening. We've been able to meet so many wonderful people. We've had an opportunity to now put out a book about this podcast and all the people that we've met. Um, what is it, Cass, that keeps you coming back week after week to have these conversations with all that you do? Um, I think mainly because I get to <clears throat> I get to meet people and interact with people and share people's stories that I I guarantee you otherwise I probably wouldn't ever come across. So, you know, I, it's fascinating to me that there's so many different people from so many different places that have such cool stories. It's I love it. I love it that you take the time out of your day to join me and do this with it. It's such an honor. So let's get you on the road today. We have a gentleman joining us from the Phoenix area. His name is Tomas Garza. We're very glad that he's here. Welcome, Tomas. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, you're welcome. We're, we're grateful to you for taking this time out of your day to spend with us. So how about you kick us off? Tell us who is Tomas, what do you do, why do you do that, and how can people connect with you? All right. Well, what I do is I'm a teacher of A Course in Miracles, and that is, uh, some of you may know that. It's a spiritual self-study curriculum that I was invited by people to start teaching a few years ago. That's the bulk of what I do. And I got started with this, well, a long time ago. Uh, Spirituality has always been the fundamental centerpiece of my own life and what I've cared the most about, even though I've spent years in other careers and other endeavors. And I started practicing and studying this course in 2013. How people can get a hold of me is via my website, tomasgarza.com. Email is always good. And it's Tomas, T-O-M-A-S, at TomasGarza.com. And I also invite people to check out my YouTube channel. That's Reverend Tomas Garza. And that's where I post videos several times a week that are directly related to A Course in Miracles. And that's where a lot of the action is for me these days. What started you on that journey at such a young age? That's a really interesting question. What started me on that was just the fact that, well, I was always really, really interested in it. And when I was very, very young, I 
had what I now recognize to be experiences that people would call metaphysical or otherworldly, and I didn't think much of them at the time other than I just had a recognition of of oneness with something larger than my five-year-old physical body. And it was normal to me, and it was, it was beautiful, it, it was loving, it was peaceful, but it was really normal to me. And since that point, I've always been interested in spirituality. Fascinating. <clears throat> so, Tomas, say someone gets a hold of you and, and decides to engage in your program. Tell me, what is the teacher of the Course of Miracles? What does that journey look like for someone? Well, the cool thing about it is it doesn't matter what someone's spiritual background is or their religious background. It makes absolutely no difference because the structure of the course is self-study. It's a self-study curriculum. So the number one thing that I do when someone gets a hold of me, if they want to pursue this further, is I invite them to start start the course and start practicing. And what I end up doing is I end up working with some people privately one-on-one in the role of of a, a what you would call a counselor or a mentor, but it's self-study. So people go at their own pace, and it doesn't matter what someone's background actually is, which is, is something that's, that's unique in, in this world. There aren't that many self-study courses that I think of in the realms of spirituality. They're out there in, in business and, and various different other aspects of life, but this is take what you want when you're called to take it. Okay, so when you're on a course of study of miracles, are you having them investigate what miracles look like for them in their own life? That's a really very good question. The title's intriguing, isn't it? A Course in Miracles. And the course has a very different definition. Uh, we tend to think of miracles as, as healing the sick or someone getting over a chronic disease or an illness or someone bending spoons, levitating objects, um, behaving like, like Yoda or Obi-Wan Kenobi and, and manipulating objects with the power of thought <laughs> and, and your bare hands, things like that. But in this thought system, in this course of a thought system, it's a spiritual thought system. Miracles are accessible to everybody, and everyone's a miracle worker because a miracle is any shift from fear to love, any shift from darkness to light, from the ego to God. However people want to describe and define that, it's accessible to every single one of us. It's any shift, no matter how insignificant it may seem at the time, no matter how small it may seem, there's literally no difference among them. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. The the individual quest. I love it. I love it. I think it's fascinating. 
Ah, wonderful. Well, you know, I, I loved it, too, when I found it, because spirituality always seemed to me to be an individual walk, an individual journey that one undertakes, maybe in a group of people, possibly in a congregation or, or a study group or something, but the actual moment-to-moment work we all do on our own, it's, it's, it's a highly personal thing. Mm, yeah, I can see that where it would be a, a really personal journey. It is mm. that, yes. Beautiful. I really love to see the space that people provide around the world for people to experience life-changing things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it, yeah, the message is, is just that uh, everyone can do it. There's nothing special about me, and I'll go so far as to say there's nothing special about any spiritual teacher. Nobody has any abilities that we all don't possess and we could develop on our own. Right? So there's really nothing special about me. I really want to communicate to people that we all have it in ourselves to completely, completely change our minds about everything. It, we're very powerful and we don't access that hardly at all. Agreed. Agreed. I love it. So let me ask you a question in a different direction. Sure. You have had, you have been on this journey for a number of years and you have met, you know, met so many people and come in contact with so many people and heard so many stories. Is there a particular individual in your life that you would describe as a hero? And on that, Mm. what's your definition of a hero? Okay. Well, it's really interesting. Let me start with my definition of a hero. It is somebody who stands in integrity, which uh, that's really what my definition boils down to. And one person that really has served as as a hero, according to that definition, right, and a really positive influence is, in fact, my high school football coach. And that was a context that didn't necessarily have anything to do with spirituality at all. I was simply lining up and playing defensive tackle in high school. But our coach, Coach Carroll, was all about integrity. And it, was, it went beyond the fundamentals of just blocking and tackling and football. But it was integrity in all of life and in how we show up as human beings. It was really a pervasive teaching. I love that. You know, I have been so honored when we ask people this hero question. We get a mm. preconceived notion, right, that, that a hero is this corner office, high-powered, we get this impression in our mind about what a hero is. And what we've learned doing this yeah. is that the heroes that people recognize in their lives are their high school football coach. 
their mom, their grandma, their third grade Sunday school teacher, these ordinary people that came alongside them and did something extraordinary in their life. Yes. The stories are beautiful, absolutely beautiful. So with all the things that you've learned, Tomas, and this quest that you're on and your, your course in miracles and all the things that you've come across, is there a life lesson that you have learned along the way that you feel like everybody ought to know and not necessarily have to learn the hard way? What about the one-liner? All right. Well, let me boil that down to uh, my, the, the biggest. And I turn on the camera and microphone almost every day, five, six days a week, and, and out come a, a lot of life lessons. But the one that really, really stands out to me is the, the one lesson that I had to learn the hard way, and I'm sure this applies to almost all of us, is I've learned to simply allow things to be as they are and not force things, not attempt to manipulate or orchestrate things, and not to be someone else, because I've attempted to do that. I'm, I'm 50 years old, and there have been many instances in my life where I've tried in, in business or in a career or in relationships. I've tried to go against the grain of who I really am because I thought I needed to be different. And what I really needed to do was simply allow everything to be just as it is because there is a role for me. There's a place for me. And I think this is one that, well, pretty much all of us mess up on along the way. <laughs> That's why we can get together later and talk about this, right? <laughs> I agree. I agree. My grandmother always used to tell us, you know, you can't always learn from other people because somebody has to be the other people, and sometimes that's you. <laughs> that's right. That's you. What a great lesson. How, how many of us would be so much more content if we could just let things be? Oh, right. Well, I would have saved years of stress and, and unnecessary drama. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> Me too. That's one thing that, that I... Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead, please. No, I was going to say that's one thing that I have to remind my kids on a daily basis, right? There's all these things happening and everything. You know, people say things and people do things, and I always tell my kids, let them. It's not affecting mm-hmm. you in any way, shape, or form. There's good lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Cassie, so, how old are your kids? My kids are eight, almost six, and four. All right. Cool. They are young. Um, so if there was a phrase that you could share with our audience, what would that be? What would your, your go-to phrase be? All right. I would say relax. That's it. Relax. Be cool. 
I love and that. What I mean, what I mean by that is allow things to be just as they are, which is so difficult for us to do as human beings because we complicate life with various layers of experience and then different things to do. And really, there's nothing ultimately that we need to do but allow things to be just as they are. So relax and be cool. Valuable advice. <laughs> Valuable advice. I know for me, just as an example, there are days when I get up going 137 miles an hour of how can I fix what's there today. Mm. And I catch myself saying sometimes, just stop. You know? Back off. So what a valuable lesson for me to just relax and let things be as they are. I think we, like you said, as human beings, we get up looking to see how we can change that or improve that or morph it or make it more for us and make it more for someone else instead of ever just letting it be. Right. Yes, and that's part of the life lesson for me is that I've engaged in my share of busyness and, and doing things just because I felt like I needed to be hyperactive, and I never did. <laughs> I still relate to that. <laughs> Or sometimes we do these interviews and I go, huh, so has he been following me around or what? <laughs> you, you speak. Sometimes, I mean, I, I'm a sound believer that people need to hear what you have to say when it's time for them to hear it. But, but I, I think that rule applies for myself, for sure, and probably for my co-host as well. Sometimes I get some of the most beautiful life lessons in these little conversations. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. It, it, it is. It's amazing how simple these life lessons are, too, and they're all around us, but we're going, 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 and we just don't see them. We get pretty busy, don't we? <laughs> yes. Or we try to overthink it. You're like, it can't really be that simple, but it is. <laughs> well, it, it really, Something. really is, and... Yeah, and that's something that A Course in Miracles has really brought home to me is the simplicity of everything. And it's disarmingly simple. Truth, you know, who we are, everything that we're here to do is disarmingly simple, and the lessons are simple. We've just become so used to complicating them through no fault of our own, of course. It's how we were all conditioned and raised. But the lessons themselves are really simple. Much more simple than we make it, right? There's a beautiful book out there called All I Ever Need to Learn, All I Ever Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. And that, mm. There's so much yeah. truth just to that statement. There is. It's a great title. Great book, but an amazing title. It's so true. Oh, it's so true. I'm going to never think about that. You know, I look at, I look at the lessons. Kathy has an opportunity to teach her children, you know, in, in a homeschool environment, and I admire her content because she always talks about needing to feel like she needs to be able to teach them from all sides. And uh, mm. I, I look at that, and I, and I hear her concept of homeschooling, what she's bringing to her children, and, and how this right here can roll so much into that. Beautiful advice for the day. Kathy, where does that leave you? I, I don't know. I think it's important, and I think I've said this over and over again, but 
when I decided to homeschool my kids, right, I took on the responsibility. And part of that responsibility is not just teaching a one-sided curriculum, right? I have to teach all sides of the argument, right, because that allows them to form their own opinion and their own thoughts and their own ideas. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of why. That's my concept behind that. But um, hmm. powerful. Yeah, I'm, I'm very intrigued by your by your course. <laughs> ah. <laughs> well, right, I'll be checking uh, it out. There's a lot. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, a course in miracles, and it's uh, it's uh, it's available um, anywhere and um, anywhere people buy books. And uh, you know, the cool thing is it's universal because our, the spiritual journey is universal. People take different approaches, which happens to explain the sheer number of religious and spiritual traditions that exist in the world, but the content's all the same. It's our own inner journey that, that matters. And, and A Course in Miracles has been around since since the 1970s. It was, it was dictated to a a woman in New York City starting in 1965. That was its its origin. There's a lot of material out there about how it came about, but it's universal because this journey is universal. It's something that we all experience. It's so beautiful. And how many people don't put that together? You know, Thomas, I think that the world that we are living in right now needs to slow down, needs a course in miracles, needs oh. to take that moment to just sit back and let things be for a minute. Agreed, like completely. Life worldly advice right now. If there was a billboard that <laughs> yes. I could put that on. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, I have had yeah. a great time with this conversation, and I feel like we could just keep on going but we are at a place where we're going to have to figure out how to wind down. So I would, I would, I'm going to start by saying thank you so much, Tomas, for the space that you provide, for the hero that you stand to probably more people than you know or recognize. And so thank you for that place that you take and for the service that you provide and the space. Um, we're honored to have had you with us today to learn about A Course in Miracles. Thank you for sharing. Kathy, I'm going to give you a moment. Uh, do you have a final statement you'd like to make to our audience today? You know, going back to what Tomas said about his phrase, right, about relaxing, I always try to end with a challenge. So my challenge for our audience today is to take a moment and relax. And if you can't, take a moment and maybe try to define what relaxing looks like for you or what it, ideally what it would be for you. Because if you can identify it, then you can do it. Ooh, good challenge. I like the challenges. I hope people take them to heart and actually practice them. You lay out some good ones. Tomas, we would be honored if you would take the stage for us. Give us the last 90 seconds and close out our show. How would you like to leave our audience today? All right. Well, I would also echo what Cassie's saying with, with her challenge, and I want to invite everybody to take a moment out and by the way, a 
meditation, a successful meditation can be as short as one cycle of breath. Pay attention to one cycle of breath and then go back about your life. It's something that anyone can do and the benefits are worth it. So when you remember to relax and slow down today, you'll be glad that you did.